Welcome to Liquid Church Audio. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tim Lucas. For more information and content, or to connect with our worldwide Liquid Church community, log on to liquidchurchonline.com. Jesus loves Jersey. Do you agree with that? There is, there, yeah, there is something about this state that I actually believe God loves. And honestly, I want to welcome you to Liquid Church, uh, Morristown, New Brunswick. Especially if you're watching or you're listening online, this is a perfect time for you to be here. Uh, we have an international audience, but you need to know that we, at the end of the day, Liquid Church was born in New Jersey, and this is home. This is where we have our roots, and New Jersey is the start of something special happening in 2011. Uh, this is kind of my state of the state address. Every year we typically take one week to give you an update on our church, how we're doing, uh, progress we're making, hills that we're taking, and most importantly, where we believe God's leading us in this next season of ministry. And today we have some exciting news to update you on. Um, so this is not your typical sermon, okay? But I, I, this is more of a state of the state message that I'm anxious to share with you. Uh, if you are new, um, you're coming at a great time in the life of our church. If you've been part of the story that God's been writing at Liquid, I want to thank you. Um, in this room, we have people, uh, leaders, who make Liquid what it is. Some of you are life group leaders. Some of you invest your time serving our kids or leading our students. Um, I see people who arrive early to set up staging at our campuses or serve on a team. We have people who do marriage mentoring with younger couples. The list goes on. So many of you have personally sacrificed to fulfill Liquid's God-given vision of taking church to the people. And uh, many of you have sacrificed your time. Others of you have sacrificed financially. You've made huge investments in reaching out beyond the church walls to bring the message of Christ to people who don't know him. And here's why. All of that, not because you're good people or even great people. Here's the reason. It's because I believe you're gospel people. Gospel people. People who believe that the message of grace, of God's radical forgiveness of all our sins through his son Jesus Christ is the most liberating force in this world. I can't think of any group of friends I would rather link arms with uh, to really show this state that Jesus loves Jersey. And that may be funny to hear, you know, you're like, oh, Jesus loves Jersey. Christian people like things that begin with the same letter. I get that. But I honestly think God has a thing for the Garden State. And you may say, you know, like, well, Jesus loves Jersey, really. It's always fun whenever I'm out, you know, speaking somewhere at a conference and people discover liquid is in New Jersey because they respond with what I call the Nazareth Dis. You guys remember this? When Jesus started his public ministry and people uh, discovered he was from Nazareth, people said, Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? And when people hear liquid is in New Jersey, they go, Jersey? What good can come out of New Jersey? And of course, I reply with a two-word rebuke, Bon Jovi. Really, it's really easy, you know. I'm sure you've experienced this. What do most people think when they hear Jersey? What do they think? It's pretty much... Snooky or the Sopranos, right? I mean, fake tans, guidos, manicures, and organized crime. And uh, let's be honest, we're not always known for the highbrow culture. And when folks fly into Newark Airport, honestly, it doesn't help. They look out the window, they're like, is that a, is that a swamp? You know, there's like smokestacks, belching fire, and oh, look, Railway State Prison, how nice. You know, it's that kind of thing. 
So they think Garden State is ironic. And spiritually speaking, New Jersey is kind of known as a graveyard for churches. It's like the place where old ministers go to die. But there's one undeniable thing that our state has more than any other. It comes down to one word, and that is influence. I was talking with a fellow pastor who's at a church in the Midwest, actually a mega church, over 8,000 people. He said, man, I'd love to have your sphere of influence. And he didn't mean me personally. He meant our location. Because of our proximity to New York City, the cultural influence of our state is undeniable. We live in the shadow of the crossroads of the world, out of which flows business, the arts, and commerce. New York, Aaron, is the capital of global finance and, and media, and many of you live and, and likely travel into and out of the city on a regular basis. Uh, my wife, Colleen, commutes into New York City two days every week. She's been doing that for the last 17 years. She works in the media industry. So the metro area wields outsized cultural influence. But New Jersey is actually ahead of New York in a couple of areas. I don't know if they're the greatest. We are the most densely populated state in the nation, as well as the most heavily taxed. Thank you, Obama. But New Jersey is really, economically, we actually have the highest percentage of millionaires in the country, which I understand means nothing to you or me. Um, but most significantly, this is the big deal, we're the most spiritually diverse state in the nation. About 40% of the population in New Jersey is Catholic. That's pretty common in New Jersey, about 3% Jewish. But now catch this, less than 1% of New Jersey is evangelical. That means Christ-centered and Bible-based. We're an evangelical church. It means we hold to the authority of the Bible, and we believe in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that his death on a cross is the way to be saved. There's nothing we do to earn it. It's God through Christ to be forgiven and accepted into heaven. Less than 1% of people in our entire state identify as evangelical. So in every way, culturally, economically, ethnically, this is a spiritually strategic place for us to be. The opportunity is incredible. And I can honestly say there's no place I would rather live, raise my family, and reach people with the gospel than right here. Some people may say that New Jersey is a God-forsaken place, but just hear this today, by God's grace, we intend to change that. Amen? We're going to change it because Jesus loves Jersey, and so do I. For me, in fact, it's personal. I grew up here. I, uh, I actually grew up in a little town called Cedar Grove. It's just over the hill from Montclair. You can take a look at my mom's hair. That answers, <laughs> it forever answers the question, where does he get that hair from? It's right there. Every night she would take it off like a Darth Vader helmet and put it on the night table kind of thing. My parents still live in the same house where they raised my brother and I 39 years ago. I grew up rooting for the Yankees, little Yankees, playing Little League Baseball, driving into the stadium. We'd go see Broadway shows, Times Square. That was normal for us. Spent my summers at the Jersey Shore. It's not the beach, it's the shore, where we uh, hunted for horseshoe crabs, and, and now my son does that. I know I look like Nicholas from 8 is Enough. Now, my wife, Colleen, is a city girl. She grew up in the Bronx, okay? So when I met her out in Chicago at Wheaton College, I remember the first day I saw her in my freshman writing class, and I saw that fake tan, that hair, poof, out to here, those neon pink nails, and all I thought was, home. You know, it's kind of, that, kind of that moment I was drawing to her like a moth to a can of Aquanet. Boom, right there. After graduation, we got married and moved to New Jersey, Madison, New Jersey, where we live today. So we're lifers. We're townies. Everyone call it joysy people. But one of the things we discovered after we moved back here after college is that New Jersey was a ghost town spiritually. 
Every Sunday we would actually drive around and around Essex County looking for a church that had people our age. Most were older congregations, a little bit dry, some of them kind of barely on life support. The ones that, that were alive were mostly liberal, kind of focused on like social issues. Like they gave lip service to Jesus, but he was like more of a mascot than a savior. And they didn't really preach from the Bible, honestly. And when they did, it seemed kind of irrelevant to modern life. So Sunday after Sunday, we would drive around Essex County looking, and more often than not, we'd like end up at the Willowbrook Mall and go to Cinnabon for lunch. That was like how it went for a while for us. So we actually drove into New York City. My brother lived on the Upper East Side at the time, and it started attending Redeemer Presbyterian Church, phenomenal church, where we discovered the preaching of Tim Keller, who uh, just kind of rocked our world. And we attended Redeemer for two years. Every Sunday, we would drive into Manhattan. We'd pay seven bucks to get through the tunnel, another $14 for parking. We'd listen to the sermon and then go out for $21 bagels after lunch, you know? And that got really old really quick. And one Sunday, I was kind of like, you know, is this really God's dream, you know, for community, for the body? So we thought, we got to stop complaining and be part of the solution. And we started attending a 150-year-old Baptist Church. Millington Baptist Church met Pastor Pendell, the senior pastor, who actually just retired from Millington after 31 years of ministry three weeks ago. Can we hear it for him? Incredible faithfulness, Peter. Thank you, my brother. And Pastor Pendell and I asked uh, Colleen and I to teach a Sunday school class. And, uh, you know, for 20-somethings, we were like, there are others around here? And uh, there were eight or ten of them, I think, and, uh, at the time. And uh, just to show you our lack of vision, this is how Liquid got its start. He said, would you teach that Sunday school class? And we said, well, it depends. How early do we have to be here? We had no vision, no idea what God wanted to do and actually would do in spite of us. And the rest is history. You guys see this in our bulletin every week. You can follow the story there. We moved actually out of the church into a tavern up the road. No beer, just Bible. And people started bringing their non-Christian friends. And, and that grew. People started getting married and having kids. And suddenly we moved back in the church and kind of outgrew it. And in 2007... With the blessing of Pastor Pendell and the elders, we made the decision to move out of Millington and launch out on our own as a brand new, independent, non-denominational church called Liquid. And it's not because we were a cult or a drinking club, as most people think when they first hear that, but it's Jesus' words in John 7. He said, whoever believes in me, what happens? Streams of living water will flow out from within him. In other words, church should be refreshing, the opposite of dry, liquid, overflowing with life. And we didn't have enough money, honestly. We had about enough money to last for nine months. And we didn't know what we were doing. Still don't most Sundays. But God worked. And by his grace, um, we have never looked back. Last Sunday, we had 1,722 men, women, and children lift up the name of Jesus at our campuses. Can we hear it for that? That's incredible. That's a, that's a really neat thing. Pastor Dave uh, gave me you know, that attendance. And, and I'm like, that, that's the gospel getting out. We've been blessed as a church to have an international kind of impact. We just had our team return from El Salvador, drilling clean water wells there, Africa, Haiti, reaching others around the globe through church online. And you guys know if you're in New Brunswick, we started that campus in 2009, and now you're here. And each of you, you have your own story of what has brought you here in this place at this time. And I don't believe it's an accident. In fact, I believe God's behind it. Acts 17 says, God determined the time set for men in the what? The exact places where they should live. So you could say, this is all coincidence. What a happy little accident. But it would be missing what God's been doing over the last nine years. Nothing in life is accident. The Bible says that each one of us has a divine destiny, an eternal purpose in God's grand plan. And today, it's no accident or coincidence. You're here 
in this time, in this place, maybe watching online. You may not have picked Jersey, but God picked you. <laughs> he picked to plant you here at this precise moment in the story that he's writing. And by God's grace, the love of Jesus Christ has spread across Jersey, first from Morristown, then to New Brunswick, and it's been quite a journey. A lot of people consider our metro area the hardest ground spiritually in the nation. They say, well, people in the Northeast, they're all hardened to the gospel. So the fact that not just one, but two thriving churches have taken root is something of a miracle. A lot has happened since we gave birth to baby number two over two years ago. New Brunswick has been growing by leaps and bounds. You know what happens when they hit the twos? They say it's the terrible twos. And actually, it's been just the opposite with New Brunswick. I was talking with Pastor Mike the other day, and it's a really neat thing to see. But since our kickoff this fall, their attendance there is up over 13%. They're knocking on the door of 600 people every Sunday. It's not just about numbers. Uh, our kids' program is kind of exploding. I don't quite know what they're putting in the juicy juice down there. But our kids and students have grown by 30%. So can we hear it for our children's leaders and students down in New Brunswick? And here's a significant milestone. This fall is the first time that New Brunswick is financially self-sustaining as a campus. That's a huge sign of maturity. That's awesome. <laughs> Incredible. So kudos to you guys. In October, uh, New Brunswick had the privilege of baptizing the 400th person in the history of Liquid Church, a woman by the name of Phyllis Adams, who to me is a great example of why we do what we do. Because you took church to the people, Phyllis's life was forever changed in a dramatic way. Check this out. My name is Phyllis Adams and I'm the Executive Director for Women Aware. I was first exposed to Liquid Church when a colleague of mine, Eusenia, she came to my office and she said, I think my pastor and my congregation would like to do something for Women Aware. So a couple of days later, a team from Liquid Church came over and I was asked to create a wish list. There was a part of me that was so excited and there was another part of me that felt it was too good to be true. I released it, it felt right. We did as much prep as we could and then I just said a lot of prayers. The weekend of the outreach was absolutely surreal. Everybody worked so hard, they knew exactly what they were supposed to be doing, but everybody was so happy. You know, when, it's hard to keep smiling when it's 90 degrees and you're digging ditches. You're, you're planting, you're doing landscaping, you're painting the side of a building in 104 temperature. I mean, we had a beautiful weekend, but it got hot. I never saw anybody get frustrated or lose their temper. It was an inspiration. The next morning when I drove in, I wasn't nervous. I literally cried. We deal with um, women who have been trauma traumatized by men, and it's good for all of us to be reminded of the strength and goodness of, of a healthy man. The outreach was absolutely the highlight of my year at Women Aware. I started coming to Liquid Church. Um, it was a result of some of the meetings, the prep meetings. I really went originally as an obligation to my position and, and my work. But I'm so glad that I went because it got me really to see what happens during a service and get to know some more of the people that are part of Liquid. I was raised as a Catholic. I would go with my parents for major holy days, like, you know, a bad Catholic, only for Christmas or Easter. Um, my father was convinced I was going to hell because I was not going weekly uh, to church. And, um, but I pulled away because I never really felt connected. I was praying for and longing for a community. One way was to join a women's Bible study, and I love it. At the same time, I was struggling with the decision, should, should I get baptized? 
I decided to do it the minute I was in that tub with the two pastors. It was just instantly right and comfortable and it was a wonderful experience. That was definitely one of the best days of my life. What makes me so excited about Liquid launching a new location is the fact that I know that this is a safe place for people. To know that more people will, will have the opportunity to become part of this larger spiritual community. To go to a place where they won't feel judged, where they can be who they are, um, that is committed to, to missions and committed for them to have an intimate personal relationship with Jesus is beyond words exciting. I just want to figure out a way, this is my own little personal appeal, everybody at Liquid, how can I help? <laughs> how can I be involved in this, in this new outreach um, to reaching a new community? I hope you connect the dots of how Phyllis came to Christ. Because we took church to the people. We, we didn't just wait here as a church and say, come to us. We took church to them and actually were the hands and feet of Jesus renovating a battered women's shelter. Phyllis started attending. She heard about the hope of Jesus, was saved, was baptized. She joined a women's group, is now studying the Bible for herself, and she is now helping lead our Christmas outreach to at-risk families in New Brunswick. That's God at work, okay? That's incredible to me. That's amazing. And she is just one of hundreds of people who have been changed for eternity because of your sacrifice. So thank you. Thank you. From, the, from my heart, that's like, that's God. One of, our, one of our big learnings in all of this is that nothing produces new Christians like new churches. Hear what I mean by that. I don't mean like church is the answer. At least here in the Northeast, what we found is that planting new campuses, is what we would call them, is one of the most effective evangelistic tools we have to reach new people for Christ. That just amazes me. I mean, when we baptize the 400th person, that's in three years. So by God's grace, he's allowing us to see over 100 people every year be baptized in the name of Jesus. That's incredible. New Jersey may be called a graveyard, but I believe a graveyard is the best place to be if you want to witness a resurrection. You agree with that? And that's more of what we want to see in 2011. So having gathered our learnings together from New Brunswick, we've kind of built the infrastructure centrally in Morristown. In 2011, we believe that God has prepared us to officially launch campus number three. Where, you ask? Well... To discover our third location, I want to play a game of connect the dots, okay? This is a Google map. That's what you're looking at. And all those little blue hearts you see represent households who visited Liquid over the past year here, okay? Now, I'll admit, when Pastor Dave Brooks, he's our executive pastor, first handed this to me, I had it upside down. and was like, oh, interesting. You know, it's like, other way, Tim. So I want to invite Pastor Dave out to explain exactly what you're looking at. So would you welcome Pastor Dave? Thanks for coming, Dave. Thanks, guys. Tell us what all this is. Okay, I know... Uh, when you first look at this, your question is probably initially, well, how many dots are there? No, I'm just kidding. It's only bean counters like me who ask that question. But um, for the fellow bean counters, I'll tell you all. There's 1,362 blue hearts on this map of northern and central New Jersey, and that represents all the households that have had a contact with Liquid Church from the beginning of 2010. That's over 2,500 people. Now, let me give you um, the reference of where we are. So you see New York City here. And we've got the 287 semicircle that kind of works around, Morristown up here and New Brunswick down here. Now, our, while our desire is to take church to the people, still, on average, people travel about 25 minutes to come to Liquid. I mean, if you look at this, we've got Morristown up here, and you see those people who travel about 15 minutes around Morristown. We've got New Brunswick down here and the people who travel around 15 minutes. 
But then we've got this big segment that runs along the Route 78 corridor from Union all the way to Bridgewater. And they either go to Morristown or New Brunswick. They're probably traveling 20 to 25 minutes each week. So when we looked about where we wanted to go, we looked down at the shore, and there really aren't a lot of people there yet, or Princeton, or even West Jersey. But if you look over here in Essex and Bergen and parts of Passaic County, you see a lot of people who travel 30 to 45 minutes each week to get to Liquid Church. Can we thank Pastor Dave for breaking it down for us? Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it, my man. So after crunching the data, kind of praying for God's direction over the past year, we have connected the dots and decided to launch our third campus in 2011 where? The worst kept secret in the room. Let me show you where our new home is. Hey guys, you caught us. We're downtown where Colleen and I had one of our first dates together. How many years ago? Twelve. <laughs> I'm not great with the math, but I do have memories. This is where we saw Counting Crows back in the day. But today we're here to make a special announcement. Because our family is expanding, we're expecting the arrival of a new addition next fall. <laughs> not us, our church. In 2011, Liquid Church is giving birth to campus number three, right here in the heart of it all, where the suburb meets the city. Welcome to beautiful Montclair, New Jersey, home to Liquid Church's brand new campus in 2011. This is where I grew up, playing sports, going to shows, taking the train into New York City, where you still work. Gotta love the commute. Just 12 miles from the heart of Manhattan, Montclair is a hub for young families and cultural creatives. It's a city of influence, strategically centered to reach folks involved in the arts, business, and the media capital of the world. In three years, Liquid Church has grown by leaps and bounds, from a tavern with 20 people to two thriving campuses in Morristown in New Brunswick, where over 1,000 adults and children worship every weekend. Currently, there's a pocket of people who travel 30 minutes or more each Sunday from Essex County. And we're launching the campus closer to where they work and live for one reason, so they can invite their family and friends to Liquid and experience the gospel of Jesus Christ firsthand. We baptize our 400th person this fall and truly believe nothing produces new Christians like new churches. The Northeast is desperate for a church of influence in the reaches of New York City. And I believe Jesus loves Jersey. I can't think of a better place to plant a church. He's biased. He grew up here. It's true. I grew up in Essex County. My parents still live in the same house from 39 years ago. So these aren't random people. These are family and friends who are desperate for a spiritual home that's relevant and serves the city with God's love. Upper Montclair is one of the more privileged communities in our state. But drive down Bloomfield Avenue and we'll have the chance to work side by side serving urban families and our neighbors. That's right where we want to be as a church, bridging both worlds with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what's our due date? We've got a delivery date circled on the calendar, and it's a date with special significance. We'll be launching our Montclair campus on Sunday, September 11, 2011, the 10-year anniversary of a day that changed us forever. During the summer, we'll serve the children of Montclair with a citywide outreach designed to bless local families. And on Sunday, September 11th, we'll open up our doors for a remembrance service honoring first responders and really making it a celebration of hope for the entire community. 
We want our service and the compassion in the name of Jesus Christ to be our calling card. So what do you think of our new home? Next stop, Montclair, New Jersey. Come on, train's leaving. I hope you'll get on board. Some of us will go, some of you will give, but together we'll all take church to the people. that. Who's feeling? Can we hear it for our new home in Montclair? It's good times. Very, very, very exciting. Montclair really uh, kind of represents Essex County. That's the Caldwells and Bloomfield, uh, West or South Orange, where some of you are from. Uh, Bergen, Passaic County is also within driving distance, so Nutley and Wayne. And the main reason Montclair is, has to do with our largest population of people who drive 30 minutes or more every Sunday to Liquid and Morristown campus. Um, to date, we have over 100 people who commute from towns like Caldwell, Glen Ridge, along Bloomfield Avenue. So we're launching this campus closer to where they work and where they live for one reason. So they can invite their friends, their family, to experience Christ firsthand. Because the phone book in that area is full of people like Phyllis, who are just waiting for a dynamic Christ-centered Bible-based church to impact them. Our, our second reason is location, location, location. If you think of it this way, take a look at our big state here. We already have one campus already placed to the north in Morristown. We kind of, that was our inaugural campus. And then we planted one south of the city down in New Brunswick, right down by Rutgers University. But what this campus is going to do is give us a campus to the east, actually only 12 miles from Times Square. And that's a neat thing because you can kind of see where we're developing a triangle approach around the metro area. Uh, Montclair, that's a view from the Wachung Mountains in Upper Montclair of the New York skyline. And as we said, the closer to the city, the greater the influence. Uh, Montclair is a hub for young families, cultural creatives. Several columnists for the New York Times live there. David Anson of Newsweek. I think Stephen Colbert lives there. Uh, over 40% of residents in Montclair are commuters. Uh, it has its own art museum, a lot of uh, artistic venues. That's a Wellmont Theater, a picture from a show Colleen and I caught there. So the city is rich culturally and just plain rich, uh, homes there cost three times the national average. And if you drive through Upper Montclair, you will literally see mansions on the hill, historic homes. But travel down Bloomfield Avenue to Lower Montclair, and you'll notice it's a distinctly urban setting as well. It actually gives way to a very large, impoverished, low-income population, um, gives way to gangs and actually crimes as you cross the borders of Montclair into the Oranges and neighboring Newark. So similar in some respects to Morristown and New Brunswick, young professionals side by side with the urban poor, which is our niche as a church, right where we want to be, because we believe we can bridge both worlds with one thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a great equalizer. At Liquid, you know our DNA is about serving the city. That's our heartbeat. Outreach is like the lifeblood of our church. Now, the re reality is in uh, Montclair, it has a lot of needs, and many of them spiritual. Check this out. 43% of Montclair residents consider themselves non-religious. That is, they practice no faith whatsoever. On any given Sunday, they don't church, attend church of any kind. And there's actually a variety of reasons for that, reasons that we as a church are out to change. Here's a few reasons why people don't go to church. I can't come to church until I get my life together. Church is how I got my life together. Church is filled with a bunch of hypocrites. And there's always room for one more. 
All they care about is your money. They care about me, not about my money. Is there some kind of dress code? Yes, the code is wear some clothes. Church, it just makes me nervous. I was nervous at first, and then I felt right at home. I'm not sure I believe everything that you believe. But you can still belong. Church is for wimpy, girly men. You want to say that again? If you knew me and what I've done, you wouldn't want me. If you knew me and what I've done, you wouldn't be worried. You can come to my church even if you were brought up Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, Jewish, Mormon, Lutheran, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, Church of Christ, Southern Baptist, a little bit of everything and a whole lot of nothing. See, it's not about a religion, it's about a relationship. So please, come to my church. Where nobody's perfect. Where beginners are welcome. Where socks are optional, but grace is required. Where forgiveness is offered. Where hope is alive. And where it's okay to not be okay. Really. A church where socks are optional, but grace is required for every one of us. Our dream is that Montclair would become home to the kind of church where people like Lisa and Jeff and Rudy and Ingrid can drop their excuses and discover the grace of Jesus Christ for the first time. These are the people who aren't here yet. And each one of us was part of that group at one time. And that's why we are taking church to them in 2011. And you might ask the question, well, does this area really need another church? In fact, in this area in Essex County, in Montclair alone, there are 52 churches in Montclair. Lean in. Only three of them are evangelical, Christ-centered, Bible-based. Actually, that means they, they believe that the, the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus is the only means of salvation, only three churches. There are a couple of churches that are doing tremendous work in Montclair. The first is Montclair Community Church under the leadership of Pastor Ed Banghart. Um, I shared coffee with Pastor Ed earlier this month. He is a godly man who loves Christ, and he literally has a passion for the people of Essex County, he, and he is thrilled that liquid is coming to Montclair. Uh, I was so grateful. I was so encouraged to like, receive that kind of warm welcome from a fellow partner in the gospel. But Montclair Community is a great church. We have a ton to learn from them. Secondly, you may have heard of Christ Church, led by Pastor David Ireland. Christ Church was actually over 7,000 people at one point, but last year they relocated their main campus to Rockaway. So right now there's kind of a bit of a vacuum of a vibrant evangelical presence that we hope to kind of fill as we launch in 2011. Just by way of perspective to show you the need, take a look at this. This is the map of the 100 largest churches in America divided by region. And you can see the total attendance of those churches nationally. So take a look like in the West, you have about, on any given Sunday, 210,000 people attend the largest churches out in like California. In the Southeast, it's over 300,000 people every Sunday. In the Midwest, 200,000. Now, by way of comparison, okay, notice the total number of people who attend the largest churches in the Northeast every Sunday. Not 300, not 200, but how many? 26,000. In other words, in every region of our country, the total attendance of largest churches is over 200,000 people. 
in the Northeast, it's 20,000, 10 times less than anywhere else in the country. And it's not for lack of people. Ironically, there are 55 million people in the Northeast region. By way of comparison, the Southwest has how many? 19 million. That's like just Texas. The reason for that is because, in other words, guys, they have 10 times the attendance even though they have one-third the population we do. That's because in southern states, it's a church-going culture. In some restaurants in Texas, if you bring your church bulletin to lunch to the restaurant after Sunday service, they give you a 10% discount. In New Jersey, they charge you double. It's like it's no comparison. The, the point is, there is a huge hole in the Northeast, a gaping opportunity that's begging for a church of influence that impacts people for Christ. So in every way, Montclair is a strategic city for us. It's not just its proximity to New York, it's ethnic diversity, arts and cultural influence. And our, our first two campuses gave liquid a presence to the north and to the south of the city. And by God's grace, we'll now just be 12 miles east to Times Square. Now, this is all very exciting, but you may be like, well, what's the timetable on our new addition? As you know, a baby takes nine months to gestate, and we are taking our time planning deliberately for the birth of campus number three. As we told some people who live in Essex County about this, they were like, do we start next week? It's like, easy. The birthday, as you heard, has special resonance. We'll be opening our doors on September 11th, 2011. Next year, the 10-year anniversary of 9-11 actually falls on a Sunday. And Montclair itself lost 48 residents on that day. So it is significant. And on September 11th, next fall, we're going to host a remembrance service and really make that a celebration of hope that serves the community. We, we are hosting citywide remembrance services actually in Morristown and New Brunswick as well. We really want to, want to, want to do that well because we believe it's a message of hope in very dark times at, at some points. And we want compassion and service in the name of Christ to be our calling card. And that won't be our first acts of service to the city. We're, during the summer months, we're going to serve the kids of Montclair with a major outreach. I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. But like any expectant parent, the next 10 months are really all about preparation. Uh, those of you know, with kids know, you know, once, once you move from two to three, you move from, from man to man to zone defense. It changes things. And here's why I'm excited, guys. Honestly, for me, it's personal. This is a bit of a homecoming for me. These are not faceless people in the phone book we're trying to reach. They are family and friends I grew up with who are desperate for a spiritual home that is relevant and that serves the city with God's love, no strings attached. My parents still live in their house from 39 years ago. They're here tonight. Would you give them a hand? Mommy and dad. Love your hair, mom. Mom still has the same hair. Doing it. Awesome. Um, how do I put this? I really believe Jesus loves Jersey. You get this? I believe what the Bible says, that God determined the time set for men in the exact places where they should live. And I believe God himself set every one of us in this exact place of influence at this exact time of critical need to reach New Jersey for Jesus. All of this flows from the vision that God birthed in a tavern almost a decade ago to take church to the people. Now, a lot has to happen between now and next fall. And to start a new campus, they say you need three things. You need people to go, you need a place for them to meet, and a pastor to lead them. In terms of people, we're looking for at least 100 people to be pioneers and join the core team that will launch the Montclair campus next fall. Uh, maybe you live or you work near Essex County. Maybe you just have a heart for that area. If so, we would love to talk to you, and you can be part of the team volunteering to, to launch that new campus 
For some of you, uh, especially those of you who are listening or watching online, I know that this is actually an answer to prayer to you. This is a map of Church Online from Google Analytics, and it shows all the people who have watched or listened to our Sunday services over the last 12 weeks. And you can see there's a huge concentration where? In the Essex and Bergen County areas, even Passaic, we actually have had over 200 people attend from West Orange alone. 100 from Montclair, another 100 from Caldwell and the Oranges. So there's a lot of people who are already dialed in to what Liquid is doing, but the drive is too far. And they're simply waiting for a campus to come closer to them. If you are listening or watching or you're, you're driving in your car online, hear this. We are coming for you. So hang in there, all right? We're on the way. We have the people. Now, in terms of the place and the pastor, we've already begun working on that. We are still investigating potential venues, but you need to know Montclair does not have any hotels. So that means this campus will likely look a bit different than the other two. We'll be considering theaters, schools, other churches, whatever locations fit our launch best. In terms of a pastor, we're working very hard to have a campus pastor in place in the new year, and hopefully it will be someone who's native to the area. They have to have a love for that, the kind of the cut and thrust of city living and really have a passion for the unique needs of the people who live there. So this fall, we are assembling the launch team, and my honest hope is that some of you will go. I really do. I mean that in a great way. I hope you will go. I hope you'll be a, a pioneer, a missionary. If you are interested in that, just go to liquidchurch.com. You will see the Montclair feature on our homepage, and you can sign up. We'll get you in the loop on what next steps are happening. Uh, I honestly hope some of, you, some of you leave, and I mean that in a good way. I hope you will go. Others of you, I hope you will give. <laughs> Taking the gospel to a new city obviously requires financial resources, and funding the Montclair comp, uh, campus is a key part of this year's 2010 Christmas offering. This is kind of cool. Um, every December we ask people in our church to consider giving a special gift above and beyond their regular giving. Uh, Colleen and I do that every year. Uh, we ask our kids to get in on it. Sometimes they're like, okay, you know, but this year we want their heart to be there because it's mission critical. Uh, last year we were able to raise $250,000 before December 31st. And this year we are asking God to provide the same amount. Now that is a big goal, yes? But I believe we serve a big God. <laughs> And expansion is just one facet of the Christmas offering. The other is compassion, actually serving the families who are already here in the cities that we serve in a very unique way. On Saturday, December 11th, we are hosting Operation Christmas Angel, a citywide outreach in both Morristown and New Brunswick. It's families in our church serving at-risk families in these cities. And we have contacted the local social service agencies. What they have done are identified the top 80 families who are living at or below the poverty line. And that's about 680 people total we're going to be providing Christmas for. And that weekend, we're renting out our hotels, and we're going to have a luncheon with the first, you know, first class, all the trimmings, um, and a 100% free shopping experience. In other words, so a single mom with twins comes in, and she's able to shop brand new toys and everything, go home. We will gift wrap her toys and go home with brand new presents for her family, all while safeguarding their dignity. The whole idea here, guys, is that God's gift of salvation was free to us. And now we get to pay it forward in a tangible way. So that chance, uh, our chance to be a Christmas angel to our neighbors in need this year in both outreaches will be underwritten 100% by the 2010 Christmas offering. Uh, in fact, if you open your program today, you can pull this out. We did put some information in there you can take a look at uh, on your way home today. And uh, it has all the details about our Montclair outreach as well as um, uh, this, this expansion. It's very exciting to me. Um, expansion, compassion, and the third has to do with evangelism. Lights, camera, let's rock. 
Summer 2011 will feature the launch of something brand new. It's kind of VBS on steroids. I probably will regret saying that. I just realized. It is a brand new week-long arts and music camp that we are pioneering, actually, in New Jersey at all three sites. Last year, we uh, prayed about hosting a VBS vacation Bible school. Door kind of got closed and opened up another one. And this is kind of neat because this really reflects who we are as a church. Um, If you've been coming for any time, you know music and media are a big part of the way we communicate the gospel to the next generation. And Camp Rock is a week-long camp that's going to teach our kids and city kids the fine arts of music, being in a band or singing on stage, video, working with cameras, graphic design, photography, editing film, and stage. We'll actually have a track for kids to learn some hip-hop dance moves. I will not be teaching that. (laughs) But some (laughs) some of our instructors... Uh, who are, are exquisitely qualified. For instance, we just learned, just came on board, we actually have the woman who plays Christine in Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. She will be leading one of our singing tracks. So we have some hardcore industry professionals as well as volunteers. We're hoping some of you serve. So if you have your inner guitar hero, sign up to serve. Uh, if you have kids, the main idea here, guys, we live in this world of like high school musical, uh, you know, Hannah Montana, Glee, admit you watch it. We want to leverage that cultural connection, but provide one, an alternative with a Christian worldview. So what we're doing is opening up our main stage for a week to the kids in our church, and hopefully the city kids will come in and get firsthand exposure to the arts, and it will culminate in a live Sunday performance on all of our Sunday morning services at each Liquid campus where the kids create the content. How good is that? The music and video will actually bring the Bible message to life that they create. So this is exciting. The cool part is that it's in all of our campuses. Morristown, just so you know, it's the week of July uh, 27th. New Brunswick, the week of July 5th. And we're still working on the dates for our our, our new home in Montclair. But this is a really great way to introduce our our ministry to families. So the idea here, guys, is that we want any kid who wants to come to be able to come. So we're offering the camp at a very, very reduced fee. And the 2010 Christmas offering is going to provide 100% full Camp Rock scholarships for any kids who are in financial need. So advanced registration is at liquidchurch.com. You can read more there or, uh, or more here in the Christmas offering brochure. Um, in a word, I'm excited. Are you excited about this? I am excited about this. This is a good time. And what I wanted to tell you is that we need your help with this. Because quite honestly, many of you have been the first to go and the first to give in the past. We need many of you to actually invest your time, your, your, your hours. We need an army of volunteers to gift wrap presents for families in need through Operation Christmas Angel. Sign up online. We need volunteers to serve at Camp Rock. So if you have a musical or creative talent, just let us know. That's our heart as a church. And we need people to invest their treasure. We need people who are actually going to have a vision for the gospel and bring Jesus to Jersey across their state by making financial sacrifices. I can't thank you enough for your generosity. I love, I love being... I love being part of this church and your willingness to get behind our God-given vision of taking church to the people. These are exciting times. And I really believe our best days as a church are ahead of us. Amen? You believe that? Because of what happens this fall, maybe next year we will baptize our 500th person in Montclair. Maybe it'll be a neighbor or someone across the street. This fall, I, uh, I've been inviting my, my friend Matt to church. I met him at the gym, and uh, we know each other that way, and he's never, you know, he wasn't too interested, didn't come. Finally, guess who comes a few Sundays ago to Islam part two? <gasps> Matt and his girlfriend, Monica, <laughs> and they walk in the door, and I got that, you know, lump in my throat, and like, hey, what's up, guys? Try not to act weird, you know, thing, 
And I saw him, he sat through it and everything, didn't see him afterwards. I saw him at the gym the other week, and I kind of held my breath, like, you know, like, and then I'm like, back to like, what'd you think, kind of thing. And before I could say anything, he said, dude, that was awesome. We can't wait to come back next Sunday. That's, and they're, it's amazing. My deepest desire, my deepest desire as your pastor is for each one of you to experience that, the joy of that, to see your friends and your family who are far from God come closer to Christ because we took church to them. I really believe Jesus loves Jersey, and I hope you're excited as I am and will join me in praying about everything that God is asking us to undertake. Some of us will go, some of us will give, but together we will all take church to the people. Amen? Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you so much for your son Jesus who left heaven to come to us. Father, you took salvation to the people through the form of your son Jesus Christ, and today we are thanking you for that. We are humbled that you are letting us be part of your plan of salvation to the world right here in the heart of New Jersey. God, I pray for the hundreds, Lord, the thousands of people in the New York City metropolitan region, Father, who are far from God. They couldn't give a rip right now about your son, and you are waiting to revolutionize their life. They are your sons and your daughters, God. I thank you, Lord, that you have decided to reach them through us. So, Lord, may we be the answer to your prayer as we take the gospel to the ends of the earth. In the name of Jesus, and we ask by the power of your spirit, this would happen. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Audio. If this message has touched you, we'd love to know how. Just email Pastor Dave Adamson at churchonline at liquidchurch.com. For more information and content, or to connect with our worldwide Liquid Church community, log on to liquidchurchonline.com.